Are you ready to start showing up as the best version of you? Ditching those diets, embracing and enjoying training and learning that you are enough. Join me, Vicky Marks, or more commonly known as Vicky PT, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and female transformation specialist on a podcast journey of inspiration, motivation, usable tips, and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong, Confident, Transform. Let's get started. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Podcast 90. Oh my God. Um, if you've made it to 90, then thank you. <laughs> if you're still listening to me blant on, then thank you. Um, I must find a way of organizing these podcasts, right? Because if you're new to my podcasts and you see podcast 90, that may overwhelm you a little bit. So if anyone knows anything about podcasts and how we organize this stuff, let me know. So the autumn I feel has come overnight. Overnight it has arrived in the UK. It's dark in the mornings, it is dark in the evenings. Like I know a lot of people suffer with this sad seasonal affective disorder. I don't really agree with that. I think it's a, a really shiny way of um, saying someone has a vitamin D deficiency personally but like what have we got to be sad about like if we have a mindset of we're going into a new season with new opportunities then autumn doesn't feel so bad right like yeah it gets a bit darker in the mornings it gets a bit darker at night but if you're taking care of yourself getting enough sleep then who cares whether it's dark or light you know it's all a state of mind I personally quite like autumn. I quite like it when it gets dark. I quite like um, the colder evenings and the snuggling on the sofa. And I quite like wearing my coat. So I think it's a state of mind throughout, really. I think, I mean, the world is pretty negative at the moment. Like The news comes on and you feel like throwing yourself out your car window in the first five sentences of the newsread, what the newsreader said. So the negativity around the place is huge. Number one, I've said it before, but just turn the news off. We don't need to need, we don't need to hear this stuff. Like if you need to find something out, Google it and you'll find out what's going on in the world. So you don't have to listen to this mundane voice on the radio, literally trying to put you into a mental institute. So like, turn the news off. It's so bad for us. It's bad for our mental health. And you know, we can always find out what's going on in the world by clicking on BBC News and having a quick flick through just in case we need to know something, you know? But the negativity, we have to take this stuff. So yes, it's autumn. So do we need to get depressed about it? No, let's look at it as a new month, a new season for new opportunities. Now, like we, it's all a state of mind. So like the news, we could take it all gospel and believe everything that the news says and play it over and over in our head and get really negative or 
you know, we could change and try and find solutions for what they're saying and not for the world because who can create solutions for the world? We can't, but we can create solutions and how to, we can make ourselves feel better about this stuff. So I just wanted to start this podcast today by saying it's autumn. It's a new season of new opportunity. The darkness brings a new season of joy. Like autumn is beautiful. The leaves are stunning. And you know, like some days, I mean, this is Friday today and it is raining, but some days are lovely. The sun is shining. It's crisp. It's cold, but still so beautiful out there. So let's change our, our, the way we say things and let's change our mindset a little bit and try and see the positive in things rather than going, I've got sad seasonal affective disorder and I'm tired because it's dark. Like turn these things around. New season, new opportunities. Yes. So what this podcast is about today, you are not a lost cause. I have been hearing recently a lot women saying, oh, I'm just a lost cause. Like again, number one, we need to think about the language that we use and the language we put out to the universe, because it's so powerful, like, I am a lost cause, like, what the hell, like, you're, the way you talk about yourself, the way you speak out loud, like, the brain sees this as gospel, you know, so I've spoke about this before with language and stuff, like, if we continue to tell ourselves we're a lost cause, we're useless, we always fail, guess what happens? Well, your wish is my command, says the universe. And the same pattern happens over and over and over again. So like, what does this lost cause mean? Like you can't be helped or you can't be coached or like, do you want to be a lost cause? Like, are you trying to use that as an excuse as to why you can't do things like you're a lost cause. Like no one is a lost cause. There is always hope for everyone to be able to change. And just because perhaps you have always failed at something or just because perhaps you're, you feel like um, you give up too easily does not mean that is going to be the repeated pattern for the rest of your life. However, if you allow it to be the repeated pattern, then that is what you're going to get for the rest of your life. So I have a lot of women that have, that are maybe in their fifties say to me that they're a lost cause. And I can understand where it comes from. Like they started dieting when they were children. Like if you go back 42 years ago or 45 years ago, like we were in the era of like, crash dieting, proper crash dieting, you know, like slim fast and weight watchers and all that stuff. Like it was, it was pretty, pretty hot back then. So like we learn a lot from the people that were around us and it isn't our parents fault. Like they were taught that this is the right thing to do. So I have women come into my gym or join my membership site that are in their 50s and they think they're a lost cause. And it breaks my heart because, you know, like, if you know me, you know, you know, this is true about me, but like, I hate not being able to help someone. Like, I, 
I want to help everyone. I want to help the world. Like I want to change the world. And I hate it when women say that they're a lost cause and say that nobody can help them. Number one, it frustrates me because I'm like, don't put that out there to the universe. Like put out to the universe that you are coachable, that you can be helped. And that if you do what someone is advising you to do, then you are not a lost cause. Like, first of all, put out to the universe that you can. And secondly, it just makes me sad that people think this about themselves, like that they have been treated in a certain way that makes them feel that way. Like crash dieting makes women feel like they're a lost cause. Crash dieting is a form of neglect. It is a form of bullying. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it out loud. This is my podcast, my rules, you know what I mean? (laughs) So like, I see crash dieters in a form as a form of neglect and a form of bullying. Like whoever owns these crash dieting companies has come up with this unsustainable shit that women follow that affects their mental health, affects their metabolism, affects their thyroid, makes them miserable, um, makes them pretty unhealthy. They know it's not a healthy way of life. Like when these people create these crash diets, they know that it's not going to make somebody a better person. They know it's not going to improve somebody's health, but it is going to line their pockets. And look at SlimFast. Look, let's just look at SlimFast actually, because it's been able to spend millions on marketing. It's been able to, sp- been able to spend uh, like hundreds of thousands on celebrity influencer marketing. Like it's got a lot of money in the bank. Why? Because people go back to it. People get into desperation of I am a lost clause and think that it's the way out and think this would be the thing that works for me because so-and-so on the TV does it and she lost loads of weight. Like this is a form of neglect for me. This is bullying. This is like putting somebody's life in their hands and like ruining their life. And I know it sounds really dramatic and, but it's not like for me, like when somebody walks into my membership site, they are putting their body, their life and their, and their health into my hands. Like this is not, you know, just creating somebody, I don't know. This is not just drawing a picture for somebody. This is not, this isn't, this isn't just helping somebody, I don't know, make something or like, this is serious stuff. Like I'm telling people how to eat. I'm telling people how to train. Like I am taking their health, their bodies and their lives in my hands. And what I want to do with it is transform it. So it's a better place. Whereas these places like Slim Fast, Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Herbishite, Cambridge Diet, Juice Plus, I could keep naming them. Like it is a form of neglect. Like they don't think about your health. Their health is not at the forefront of their mind. They don't give a shit whether you're a lost cause or not. As long as you're paying your money, you are just a number number that comes through the door that might lose a bit of weight and get a thyroid problem and have no metabolism at the end and have to go on antidepressants because you're so bloody miserable by the end of it. Like to me, It's those companies that make women feel like they're a lost cause because whatever way you look at it, you're not dealing with the actual problem. The actual problem with being when the actual problem with people that are overweight is usually an emotional problem, but also because they have neglected their body with crash diets all their life. 
And actually their body's just crying out for some healthy nutrition and some good old fashioned movement. That is what the body wants. But these companies like low calorie, zero calorie, oh my God, like I heard someone the other day talking about a 400 calorie diet and like, actually, I read something on social media about an 800 calorie diet to reverse her type two diabetes. Like, I understand that some people need drastic measures to change things drastically, but if only you went into the back end of that and you actually looked at what 800 calories on the long term would do for your body. Like number one, you might reverse type two diabetes for a month, but then when you put on all the weight that you've lost because you can't maintain 800 calories, guess what comes back? Oh yeah, type two diabetes. And the thing is, it's like, it's not rocket science. It's not it's not confusing stuff. Like when we break this stuff down, like we are human beings. We are good old fashioned human beings that need feeding on a regular basis. Let's think of ourselves as babies, right? We need feeding on a regular basis. We need to poo. We need to go for a wee. Um, <laughs> we need to sleep because sleep makes us feel good. And sleep is great for muscle growth and great for our mental health. So we need these things. We need love. Yep, we need love. And then, you know, let babies turn into toddlers that then all of a sudden need movement and they need to move around. Like we are basic, simple machines, really. And they need feeding, they need drinking, they need watering, um, they need love, they need taking care of, um, they need movement so that they don't get all stuck and sticky. Like tampering around with, with making it a bit stronger, like we are simple machines and it is so overcomplicated what these crash diets do. Like it ruins the human body, neglects the human body. And then you're left with women thinking that they are a lost cause and it upsets me and it drives me insane. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in a conversation about Slimming World. Oh yeah, but it, do, it does work for me. Well, how come you've gone back five times then? Because if you've had to go back five times to Slimming World because you've gained and you've lost and gained and lost and gained and lost and gained the weight, then it doesn't work for you. Like you just keep going back to the same shitstorm that keeps messing you up in the first place. And then eventually you go back for the sixth time and nothing works. And it's like your body gives you two fingers and says, I'm not doing this anymore. Like this is neglect. This isn't looking after me. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. And then women think they're a lost cause. So it's all backward to me. It feels backward. It feels like you know, these companies are sometimes prescribed by a GP. Like I can't actually get my head around. If you're over a certain BMI, you get to go to somewhere for free. Like what the fuck? I have to say that with the F word because it infuriates me. Like, and this is the stuff that me and other fitness professionals that want to help people change their lives are having to contend with. We're having to contend with this shitstorm, And sometimes I want to grab someone and I want to free them from that place. But sometimes I know that it's so deeply rooted that I know it's going to be really difficult to change somebody's mindset around it. So 
No one is a lost cause. It's never too late to change what you're doing. Like I have had 65 year old women come into my membership site and completely change their life. Did they wish they'd found me 40 years before? Yes. Did they wish they'd found a healthy way of living 40 years before? Yes. But at 65, they've achieved it. And that's amazing. Like it is never too late and you are never too broken. And let me just put this out there as well. You are never too overweight to change. Like there's this big stigma out there as well that, you know, there's a point where you tip into a certain um, bracket of overweight and you are a lost cause. Like no one can help you. Like that's just the way you are. You've always been that way and you're going to be that way forever because you're over that point. You're through that bracket. You're never going to lose weight. This is bullshit, by the way. So if you are obese, extremely obese, and you think that you are a lost cause, then I want to prove to you that you're not. Like, anything can happen when you are willing to put the work in and change your mindset. Now, being obese is an emotional problem. It is an emotional problem, which actually is going to make me rant on something else in a minute. Um, So... If you are someone that's in that bracket of obese that people tell you you can't change, that's bullshit. You don't need to go on another diet. You just need to work on your mindset. And you need to find someone like me that is willing to teach you the full package approach to changing your life. So I'm going to talk about something controversial now because it's something that really, really irritated me. And I had to unfollow this person on Instagram. I don't know if I've spoke about this on my podcast, but I had a conversation with someone about this this morning as well, about um, there are certain influencers on Instagram, on social media at the moment that are advocating um, that you should love your body, whatever the size. Now, I truly believe that. I truly believe that you have to find a love for yourself. You have to find a love for yourself no matter the shape or size that you are. However, when you are a size 26, 28, 30, and you are telling people that that's okay if you love yourself, I have a bit of an argument to have against this. Because number one, Health is at the forefront of my mind. And if you are clinically obese, size 26, size 28, size 30, then health is a problem. There are big health implications with being that size. There are big health implications with just being overweight. So take away loving yourself and showing yourself as your true self. Like, Health is important and I do not like these influencers that are promoting being overweight as okay because it's not because health is the most important part of our lives. Health is our wealth. Health is what is going to give us longevity. Health is something that we cannot take for granted. Health is something we are privileged to have. Therefore, if you are promoting being clinically obese as being okay, like I'm not okay with that. And there are people with very high followings. I mean, very high followings that have gone out of their way to promote obese as being okay. Now, you know, anyone that listens to me knows that I am a massive advocate 
of loving yourself and loving the skin that you're in, loving it entirely. But being clinically obese is not love. That is neglect. So I would love to have a conversation with some of these influencers that are putting it out there to the universe that it's self-love to love your obese body. Like we have to think about it logically and we have to think about the people that those people are influencing and like I haven't met anyone in 20 years of running my business who is obese that loves themselves I haven't met one because the reason they've got to that point is because of a lack of self-love a lack of self-respect a lack of self-worth so therefore There is no way of loving yourself and your body when you are clinically obese because you've got there because you don't like yourself. So it is something quite big in social media and the media at the moment, this whole loving yourself no matter what size. And I know this is a really controversial thing to talk about, but I feel it does need to be talked about because you know, like being clinically obese is neglect. That is not self-love. If you loved your body, you would treat it with respect. You would feed it all the right foods. You would move it, exercise it, talk to it with love. You would work on your mindset. You would um, put love and gratitude out to the planet. Like, so if you were doing all those things, you wouldn't be clinically obese because you wouldn't be fueling it with the wrong fuel. You wouldn't be not doing any movement. You, you wouldn't be doing that stuff. So if you see it out there, you're going to see exactly what I mean. It's a big thing at the moment and um, we need to pay attention to it because it is influencing our small people. And, you know, the younger generation does not need any influence to have obesity being okay because we want the future to be healthy we want the future to be health so I just wanted to diverse slightly off and talk about that because it's a big thing in the media at the moment so if any of you are listening to this and you're thinking yep I am a lost cause that's me I'm a lost cause start changing your language start changing how you are talking to yourself like really think about what you're saying like you're just writing yourself off as somebody that can't be helped and that will never achieve. Like, Start changing how you talk about yourself. Start saying, I can. And if you don't believe it, just keep writing it down until you do believe it. Stop saying, I can't do it because of. Say, I can do it this way. So we always find a way. And like I say always, get some help. If you really think you are a lost cause, then you can't do it on your own. And you're going to need someone to support you, guide you, keep you accountable, advise you and have your back. There is no shame in getting help. Like I ask for help in all areas of my life. Actually, I'm the most coachable person you'll ever meet. Like I love being coached by other people. I almost get addicted to it actually. Like I'd love if I just had my own personal coach going around with me every day. I'd love it because I love being coached. And if you know you're that person too, then go get some help. Like you are not a lost cause. You're only a lost cause until you tell yourself otherwise. So if you find yourself failing over and over again, there's a reason for that. 
Go and find some help as to how you can change that. Take on people's advice, do what they tell you to do and start changing your language. If any of this has resonated with you today and you're, and you're like, yes, I've been using that language, like talk to me, send me a message, let me help you. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my God, there's so many people I know that would love to listen to this, share it far and wide. I love that people listen to my podcast. I still can't believe actually that people do listen to it, listen to me ranting on like, um, like I do. So thank you so much to those that are listening to my podcast and have been on my podcast journey with me. Um, it's been emotional and it's been amazing. So thank you so much. Um, but until next time, I'll catch you soon.